0: Welcome into episode four of the Delperdang Sports Report. I am Jack Delperdang here with you to give you a recap of the World Series, which finished up last night between the American League champion Tampa Bay Rays and the National League champion Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers taken in six. A couple episodes ago, I predicted that the Dodgers would win in six. Corey Seager ended up being your World Series MVP here. And I just kind of want to go game by game and give a recap of what happened in the series. So we'll start with Game 1. Game 1 was all about Clayton Kershaw. Um, He passed John Smoltz for second on the postseason strikeout list. You know, he the first inning was tough for him. He allowed a leadoff single. To Yandy Diaz, and then uh, pitched around Randy Rosarena, but he got out of that with no no runs allowed. Um, the slider was not there in the first inning, and he worked around it, and then after the first inning, it was there all night. Um, he ended up striking out eight, didn't allow any hits after the first inning until the top of the fifth when Kevin Kiermeyer got him for a solo home run, and Clayton Clayton Kershaw is going to do that. He's going to allow solo home runs here and there just because he's a guy that attacks you. He's going to pound the zone, and he's going to he's gonna give up a solo home run here and there. And he made a mistake on a curveball to Kevin Kiermaier um, in the fifth that got deposited for a home run to make it 2-1. But, you know, overall he retired 17 of his last 18 with a 50% whiff rate which is incredible, and then on the other end um, with Blake Snell, or uh, Tyler now, excuse me, pitch game one, the Dodgers were so incredibly patient with Tyler Now He ended up throwing 112 pitches in four and a third. The Dodgers get six runs off him, um, only one off of uh, a home run, and that was Bellinger in the fourth. I'll get to that in a minute. But Glasnow did not have his curveball in this game, and he was wild up in the zone. He was spiking them in the dirt. Overall, just didn't have it, and the Dodgers were able to sit on that fastball. And uh, they struggled for the first couple innings, but then around the fourth inning, um, they really started to get it going. They manufactured runs in the bottom of the fifth—in um, in the bottom of the fourth, excuse me— uh, No, the fourth was the Bellinger home run, proving that his shoulder from Game 7 was okay. Worried about that a little bit, but then Kiermaier got it back in the fifth, and then the Dodgers in the bottom of the fifth really manufactured their runs. Mookie Betts started it off with a walk, and then Corey Seager got a walk. I really thought once uh, Mookie Betts got on base that they would go to Ryan Yarbrough because he was up. I thought having him face Seager... Would have been a good idea, but they don't. Seeger walks. Then they get a double steal. And uh, so it's second and third for Muncie. Muncie grounds out to first. A great play by Mookie Betts to get home on this play. Yandi Diaz with a great throw home, but Betts is safe. And then Smith singles, and then that was the end of it for Tyler Glass. Now Ryan Yarbrough came into the game. Um, he got Bellinger to pop up. But then he had to face a couple righties. Taylor, Chris Taylor singled. And then I thought Dave Roberts did a really good move. He brought in Kike Hernandez for Jock Peterson. And he singled to make it 6-1. And that was basically it. And then in the bottom of the sixth inning, Betts Homer to lead off the inning. And then back-to-back doubles by Justin Turner and Max Muncy. Um, made it 8-1. And that was basically the game right there. Um. The Rays did get a couple in the top of the seventh off of Dylan Floro, um, but then the Dodgers shut it down with Victor Gonzalez, Pedro Baez, and Joe Kelly to end that game and take game one in a very convincing 8-3 game. Move on to game two was Tony Gonsolin versus Blake Snell, and this was a tale of two starts, really. Tony Gonsolin was only able to get the Dodgers four outs, which is the least by a starting pitcher, In the World Series era. Um, Allowed a run in the top of the first. On a Brandon Lau home run the opposite way. And then the Dodgers used quite a few guys in this game. They went to Dylan Floro. And then they went to Victor Gonzalez. Gonzalez gave up a run uh, to Joey Wendell. And then the Dodgers went to Dustin May. Who really struggled. Only gave them an inning and a third. Four hits. Three earned runs. And... On the other side, Blake Snell was darn good. He had a no-hitter through four and two-thirds innings in this game. Um, and he, ha- he had it all working. He uh, Nine strikeouts in this one. Um, what got Blake Snell knocked out was a walk to Kike um, Hernandez. And then Chris Taylor hit a home run. And then they brought in Nick Anderson to face Mookie Betts in the top of the order again. Um, Brandon Lau was struggling in this game for him. It was a good confidence booster. He ended up being big later in the series as well. He hit that home run. And then Joey Wendell got a two-run double and a sack fly in this game as well. He was struggling against the Astros in the previous series. And then coming into the Dodgers, or coming into the series for the Dodgers, the rookies, Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May, they really struggled uh, in the postseason so far after being so good in the regular season all year. They were key key cogs in why the Dodgers were in this position and had the best record in the league um, was because those two young guys, young rookies, stepped up big this season. They haven't had it in October so far, um, and the Rays jump out and win this game 6-4. Um, I said in the in my preview that the Dodgers a key, or, uh, for the Rays a key would be to get ahead early in the games and then get to that bullpen with the lead and that would be a formula for success. They did do that. They were able to get the lead and then they go to Nick Anderson, Pete Fairbanks, Aaron Loop for an inning and then Diego Castillo. But the Dodgers did see especially Anderson and Fairbanks well. Got 3 hits, 2 runs. Uh, two home runs as well and uh, I think that was a good confidence booster for them not to just go away and lose this game like 6-1 or something getting it 2-6-4 and getting a couple runs off those guys in the bullpen I thought was going to be a really big confidence booster for the Dodgers going forward moving on here to game three it was a matchup of Charlie Morton who had Pitched an amazing game in Game 7 against the Astros the series before. And then the Dodgers ace, Walker Buehler, who hadn't been his dominant self in his uh, first couple postseason outings this year, but I'll attribute that to his blister issue um, that he had coming in. Uh, But his last two starts against the Braves and then... In this game against the Rays, he really shoved. And he especially shoved in this game against the Rays, giving the Dodgers six innings, ten strikeouts, three hits, one earned run. Uh, the Rays only run coming on a Willie Adamas, double in the fifth, back-to-back doubles with Manny Margot. But in this game, I really thought that it was uh, the Dodgers. They scored early. Now's big because if you let Charlie Morton get in a groove, that's a guy that can really dominate an offense. They get the first inning run via Justin Turner home run with two outs. It looked like it was going to be a really quick inning for Charlie Morton. Uh, retired Seeger or Betts and Seeger on like eight pitches, but then Turner had his classic nine pitch at bat, and then ended up depositing one in the left field stands. And then in the third, they get two more on a Muncie single that scored Seager and Turner. And then Dodgers played a little bit of small ball in the fourth. An Austin Barnes sacrifice and then a Betts single. Dodgers really manufactured runs and they really, uh, had it going with two outs in this series as well. Um, as we saw in game four, I'll get to that here in a minute, um, but the Dodgers really also did a good job of, whenever Tampa Bay scored, the Dodgers usually had a response. And it was rarely just a 1-2-3 shutdown inning for the Rays in the next half inning. Randy Arozarena had str- struggled in the first game. Uh, didn't First two games didn't get a hit. Uh, well, he got a hit in game two. But uh, the Dodgers were really pitching around him. But then they bring in Kenley Jansen in a 6-1 game and he retires the first two. Another really good outing by him. Um, and then he attacks a Arena with a first pitch cutter and a Arena hits a home run. I really think that jump started uh, Randy um, coming into the next game. So that was game three. Move on to game four, which is a very back and forth game. Julio Urias started for the Dodgers in this one, Ryan Yarbrough for the Rays, um, and again the Dodgers the Dodgers scored first in all three games on the road in this series, which I thought was really big, uh, Justin Turner homered in the first inning, and then Corey Seager homered in the third, that bad man Randy Rosarena ended up homering in the fourth, and then uh, it was really back and forth from there the next like eight half innings. Yeah, the next eight half innings from the bottom of the fourth to the top of the eighth, there was a run in every every half inning. This game was insane. Uh, one of the best World Series games of all time. The Dodgers scored all their runs, all seven runs with two outs, which is incredible. That is something that has haunted the Dodgers in the past is hitting with runners in scoring position and especially hitting with runners in scoring position with two outs and with two outs just in general. But in this game, it seemed like the Dodgers, like, they would get to two outs with nobody on base and then they would just get a single and a double and then another single and then it would be two runs. And that's what happened in the fifth um, with Max Muncie. But, uh, with the Dodgers, the first shutdown inning came in the bottom of the eighth inning on a one, two, three inning by Dodgers flamethrower, Bruce Dar Um, well, actually I'll go back earlier into the game. The Dodgers, uh, deployed Blake Trinan very early in this game in the fifth. Um, and Hunter Renfro got a home run off of him and then he got into trouble, into some trouble in the next inning. When it could have been a shutdown inning, Dodgers brought in Pedro Baez, and he allows a three-run home run to Brandon Lau, which made it 5-4. Dodgers were able to score in that next half inning with Jock Peterson, a two-run single. And then the Rays came back with Kiermaier, home run to tie it, and then Corey Seager with a single in the next inning to score Chris Taylor to make it 7-6. So Then we had the bottom of the eighth. Dodgers bring in flamethrower Dorr Gratterall. And he gets a 1-2-3 on seven pitches. I really thought the Dodgers should have sent him back out. He pitched the night before, but he only threw seven pitches in that game as well. So 14 pitches. I don't know if Gratterall is a guy that they don't like it when he sits down and then has to come back out for another inning. But the Dodgers do go to Kenley Jansen in this one. And that move did not end up paying off. For The Dodgers, Kenley Jansen, as I said, was great in his previous outings, had that hiccup there against San Diego, but then he was dominant in that Atlanta series and then uh, looked okay in game one. I thought allowed the home run to a Rosarino, but who hasn't allowed a home run to that guy? That guy would have been the easy MVP if the Rays would have won the series. But, But yeah, Jansen comes into this game. Yoshi Tsutsugo pinch hits for Mike Zanino. He strikes out, and then Kevin Kiermeyer gets a little broken bat single to center. Joey Wendell ends up flying out. And then the Dodgers really pitched around Randy arena um, with two outs and a runner on first. They basically said, okay, if Brett Phillips can beat us, then we'll tip our cap. Um, well, they walked to arena and then Brett F- Phillips gets a single to center which scored Kevin Kiermaier easily from second, but very aggressive base running by a Arena at first. And this is where the Dodgers really missed Cody Bellinger in center field. He was the DH for this game. Uh, Chris Taylor was in center. He's usually their left field, not used to center. And he bobbles the ball. So the Rays ended up sending a arena from third to home. Well, the Dodgers get the ball quickly back into the infield to Max Muncie, the cutoff man, and a Rosa trips going around third, and he's about halfway down the line, and he's gonna be toasted at the plate. But the Dodgers throw the ball away and a Rosa scores. So the Rays ended up taking that game eight to seven. That would have been a huge game for the Dodgers to put their foot down on the gas in this in this series. And really uh, say to the Rays, no, this is our time. We're gonna we're gonna win this series pretty easily, but they don't, and the Rays end up winning eight to seven, which brought us back to a game one matchup between Clayton Kershaw and Tyler Glass now for Game Five. Clayton Kershaw coming into this game had been in. This exact scenario in twenty seventeen, and I know it was a little bit different because Astros it was ended up proving that they cheated at home in that series. So you can't really fault Clayton Kershaw in that series, but Clayton Kershaw dominated in game one against the Astros and then was given leads of four nothing and seven to four against the Astros and blew both of them in that game. Um in this game, again, the Dodgers strike early. Bets double after a great eight pitch at bat, and then a Corey Seager single, and it's one nothing Dodgers. Um, Clayton Kershaw worked in and out of trouble all game in this game. He did not have a good feel for really any of his off speed pitches. Like I said in game one, he didn't have his slider in the first inning, but then once that second inning hit, he really felt he really found the slider. And was able to dominate the rest of this game, the rest of that game. But this game wasn't wasn't the case. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. But the Dodgers ended up scoring again in the first inning. Uh, Corey Seager went to second on a wild pitch, uh, which ended up being huge uh, during the Turner at bat and then Muncie walked, and then there was another wild pitch by Tyler Glass now. Neither of these balls really got that far away from Mike Zanino, the catcher, but great base running by Corey Seager, which ended up setting up uh, Cody Bellinger had an infield single to Brandon Lau, and if Corey Seager is on second, he doesn't score. Um, But the Dodgers were able to grab two huge runs, I thought, uh, in the beginning part of this game. Clayton Kershaw has a 13 pitch first inning where he allows a single to Yandy Diaz but then gets a Rosarena on a double play uh, gets the Dodgers back in the dugout quickly Jock Peterson comes up in the next inning to start and he hits a home run and it's 3 nothing Dodgers in this one uh, Clayton Kershaw still battling retires uh, 3 of 4 guys in the bottom of the second and then the bottom of the third was where he got into some trouble. Kevin Kiermaier with a little check swing, bunt-ish uh, hit, struck out Mike Zanino. But then Yandy Diaz got a triple to right, which took a horrible hop on Mookie Betts. And then Randy Rosarena singled to left, and Diaz scored, and all of a sudden it was 3-2. to two. And then this next inning was where it got really interesting for the Dodgers. The Dodgers go 1-2-3 in the top of the fourth. Three straight flyouts, one to left and two to right. And then in the bottom of the fourth, Kershaw's back out there. Uh, he walks Manny Margot to start the inning, not ideal. And then Margot steals second, bad throw. Margot goes to third. Then he walks Hunter Renfro. So it's first and third with nobody out. Clayton Kershaw has been fighting his command all night. Dodgers don't have anybody up in the pen at this point, so they're basically letting their future Hall of Famer out to out to either get out of the inning or give up the lead, and he bears down. He gets Joey Wendell to pop up to short, strikes out Willie Adamas on a curveball, and then he gets ahead 1-0 in the count to Kiermeyer, and then Manny Margot tries to steal home. And... Very alert play by the Dodgers' defense, especially Max Muncie, Clayton Kershaw, and Austin Barnes um, to alert Kershaw that he was stealing. And then he throws the ball home, and they get Manny Margot barely at home plate in what was a very turning point of this game um, for the Dodgers to keep the lead at 3-2. At first and third, nobody. out you're thinking, okay, the game's at least going to be tied. Let's keep it to that. But no, the Dodgers end up getting out of that with no runs allowed, which was very impressive by Clayton Kershaw. And then in the next inning, Max Muncy hits an absolute tank to right center, and all of a sudden it's four to two Dodgers. And then Clayton Kershaw really, he really buckled down after that. Uh, he found his command. Next inning. Faced Kevin Kiermaier, Mike Zanino, Yandy Diaz. Struck out the first two and then got a first pitch ground out by Diaz to shortstop. And then in the bottom of the sixth, he gets a ground out to third and a pop out to first on the first two pitches. And it's looking like Clayton Kershaw is going to absolutely roll through six. At this point, I'm thinking maybe he'll even go seven. Uh, He was at 85 pitches. So if he retires the next guy on five pitches or less, he's at 90 going into the seventh. And I think you would at least send him out there, Uh, but the Dodgers do not. They had a plan coming into the game. They said before the game that Clayton Kershaw was going to face 21 batters, and then they would evaluate him from there. Well, Brandon Lyle popping up as the second uh, guy in that inning was Clayton Kershaw's 21st batter. And so the Dodgers went by the book, and they took him out, and – Dustin May comes in in a spot where he can get Dave Roberts can get him some confidence, and he strikes out Manny Margot, and then he strikes out Austin Meadows and gets out Joey Wendell and Willie Adamas in the next inning, and then then the Dodgers keep in May, and then they ended up bringing in uh, Victor Gonzalez to uh, pitch to Yandy Diaz with a runner on first, one out. He walks Mike Bresso. And because of the three-batter rule, he's got to face Randy Arozarena, who's next. And he gets a first-pitch fly-out, lazy fly-out to Cody Bellinger in center field. And then came the turning point of this game. Cody Bellinger was back in center field. And Brandon Lau gets a second-pitch line-out to Bellinger, who makes a great running catch to his left. I don't think Chris Taylor gets there. You can make an argument that he does. Well, I guess we'll never know, but uh, I mean, when you have Cody Bellinger in center field and Mookie Betts in right field, not much is going to drop that shouldn't. Um, Then the Dodgers do go to Blake Trinan. Blake Trinan had 30 pitches in the previous two days. He had pitched both days. Kenley Jansen had 33, Um, so they go to Blake Trinan instead, and he allows a first— uh, the first guy to reach which was Margo But then strikes out Austin Meadows Gets Wendell to fly out and strikes out Willie Adamas And the Dodgers took a 3-2 lead In the series by a score of 5-2 to Then we get to game 6 uh, Rematch of game 2 Between Blake Snell, Tony Gonsolin in this one And kind of the same story really as game 2 Blake Snell was absolutely dominant, five and a third, two hits, nine strikeouts. On the other end, Tony Gonsolin only able to give the Dodgers five outs, really battled in this one, allowed a home run to Randy Rosarina in the first inning, got out of first and second, two outs in that inning. Then he gets himself into trouble in the next inning, first and second, two outs again, with the Rosarina coming back up. And the Dodgers have the quick hook, which I think was a really good move by Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts managed this game absolutely perfectly. He goes to Dylan Floro against Rosarena. Rosarena is a guy that really struggles against the change-ups. Dylan Floro throws him three straight changeups ups inside. Rosarena swings and misses at all three. And Dylan Floro uh, shuts the door. Dodgers still weren't able to get anything going until the third inning. They get a a hit by Chris Taylor, but then A.J. Pollock and Austin Barnes were retired and Mookie Betts um, in that inning. Um, Moving on back to the Dodgers, they go to Alex Wood. Alex Wood gives them two great innings out of the pen with three strikeouts. Then they go to Pedro Baez for two-thirds of an inning. He allows a hit. They go to Victor Gonzalez with the lefty up. Victor Gonzalez goes an inning and a third, three strikeouts. They go to the flamethrower, Brusdar Gratterall. He goes two-thirds of an inning, eight strikeouts. And then Julio Urias. Julio Urias was the man in this series. He started game three, gave the Dodgers a great chance, or game four, excuse me, gave them a great chance to win this game. But just like in game seven against Atlanta, game seven against Atlanta, Julio Urias pitched Nine up, nine down. Three scoreless innings. In this one, he gives you a seven outs, a four strikeout ball, and the Dodgers end up winning the World Series. I want to go back um, to Blake Snell here. Blake Snell had gone five and a third of one hit ball. He was absolutely dominating the Dodgers in this game. Uh, but then a one-out single by Austin Barnes, and with 73 pitches, Blake Snell's out of this game. I mean, this is a point, in my opinion, where you got to put away the a- analytics. You got to put away the computers. You got to let Blake Snell ride in this situation. And everyone's saying it, but I absolutely agree. They go to Nick Anderson, who had allowed a run in each of his last six postseason relief appearances. So it's not like it was the Nick Anderson of the regular season where he was absolutely dominant, I think, had an under one ERA. This was Nick Anderson that had really gotten roughed up in this postseason. And the Dodgers have had seen him three times already. This was the fourth. Mookie Betts welcomes him with a double that gets Austin Barnes uh, to third. Then a wild pitch and a Corey Seager single. And the Dodgers are ahead 2-1 just like that. Blake Snell was visibly upset as he uh, left the mound. Um, as you would imagine, 73 pitches, he was absolutely rolling. He said so in his post-game press conference that he felt like that was a game he could even finish. I'm not sure about that, but, and he had never thrown, uh, he hadn't thrown a hundred pitches this inning or this, uh, season and he hadn't gone six innings either. So the Rays basically pulled Blake Snell at the first sign of trouble whenever in this season and it was no different here. Um, the Dodgers end up tacking on a very important, well, not in the, it didn't end up being very important, but Mookie Betts hits a home run in the bottom of the eighth to give the Dodgers an insurance run for Julio Urias, and he didn't need it. As I said, he went uh, two and a third, seven outs, four strikeouts, absolutely dominant, gave the Dodgers all they wanted, And the Dodgers won their first World Series championship since 1988. Corey Seager was your World Series MVP. Absolutely mashed the baseball. Had two home runs in the series. Batted over 500. Just was dominant all around. I thought Clayton Kershaw could have gotten co-MVP, but obviously can't complain with Corey Seager with the series that he had. And overall, just just so proud of baseball this season for finishing this year. You know, we ne- we didn't even know if it was going to get off the ground. And then the Marlins and Cardinals have a ton of positive tests early in the season. We think maybe the season will get canceled, but it doesn't. The Dodgers ended up having Justin Turner test positive in the middle of the game last night, which was their first positive test in two months, which was so great to hear. Uh good job by everyone in baseball to finish this season and uh congrats to the los angeles dodgers on their first world series championship since 1988 and their seventh in franchise history i think that's going to do it for my world series recap episode four here on the delperdang sports report until next time take it easy folks